Friday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Leiser alongside Jake Hatch. we got Zach down here, and we are live. And, oh, and way back in Salt Lake City, all the way up there is our guy Alex back in the studio. Uh, we are out, and we are live and alive at our home of the Saturday show, Jake. We are here at Stockton 12 Honda. We are. 108-60 South, Auto Mall Drive. Really easy to find. Get off that 106 South exit, head east. Hang a right on Auto Mall Drive. Drive along. Curves you'll a little bit, and you'll see it. The big blue Honda building. Mm-hmm. Stockton 12 Honda. You see the zone van out front, and we are always excited to be here. Yes, we are. It's a, we're glad that they bring us back every month or so, and it's fun to be here. I had my car service last time we were here. It was great, yes. so we love coming down here. Yeah, that was funny. You were like, hey, I'm coming in to for work. Can you, guys? Can you guys get my car? And they were like, yeah, definitely. And we got it, yeah. So uh, come down and see us. We've got jazz shirts. We've got some of the jazz desk ornaments. We've also got a few hats. So if you're coming in, you're out there listening on the road, uh, A, we appreciate it mm-hmm. and uh, always will. And B, come by and see us. Uh, lots of stuff going on here at Stockton 12 Honda. They're in urgent need of cars. So come in and you can get a free appraisal done on your car for un- in under 30 minutes. You get more money for your trade-in. You also get the, you can get the 2019 Honda Passport for up to 4000 off MSRP. If you mentioned that Adrian or Jake sent you mm-hmm. or The Zone. Yeah, just on the Saturday but show sent you. Mention our names, yep. please. And then, <laughs> just kidding. And then you can get the, uh, let's see, the Civic for $5 a day, the HRV or the Accord for $6 a day, the CRV for $8 a day, and they're extending it. They're two Hondas for only $12 a day. Because that's been such deal, a man. successful yeah. uh, deal. So I think people are coming in really taking advantage of that. If you want two 2019 Hondas, you get them for $12 a day. And if you're looking for something certified, pre-owned, you can head out to the lot. They've got the largest selection of Hondas out Absolutely. there, certified, pre-owned. How are you, Jake? Also, this is a great day to come look at a car. It's cloud cover. Yeah. It's, you know, it feels a little cooler out there. There was some rain this morning. It was 100 degrees yesterday. It was yep. hot. And it, it, I'm doing well. It was fun. I, we, my wife and I went up and saw Hugh Jackson Did last you? night at Vivint Smart Home Arena. I you saw Zach there, our tech. You, yeah. you didn't like my tweet. I sent you a really funny tweet. I actually did. I did enjoy it. I, okay. just, I saw it like, after the concert, though. It was, it was a blast. Like, was about, it cool, though? Okay. Yeah. My expectations for Hugh Jackman were like, okay, we'll see how he does. Because you know, because the, basically the, it was just to show him talking about his career, right? But and he sings some songs, yeah. and and here's the thing: Ozzy, 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 Oi, 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 all that. Yeah, guys that uh, are in movies that are musicals, a lot of times their voices are digitally enhanced. Here's the thing: Hugh Jackman, he got pipes. Oh yeah, dude can sing. Yeah, so. I didn't even. I realized later. In my life, that he was like he started on stage. Oh yeah, well, and he he told a story. And I love the Greatest Showman and Les Mis. Do you know how he learned how to sing? How his agent called him and said, "Hey, uh, you can sing, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I can." At four weeks to learn how to sing, to play Gaston and Beauty and the Beast on stage. Really, four weeks. Well, of course he said. Well, if, if my agent calls yeah. me and says, "Can you do this?" Well, I'm saying, "Yes, I can." And, that, and that's what he's saying. Like, <laughs> when you're when you're young in the business and you have an agent, you're saying yes to everything that's yep. out there. Can you jump off a plane? Yeah, I've done it my entire life. I got this. But that's cool. He was. It was a fantastic show. He had um, Kiala Settle who was with him. She was the uh, lady who was the bearded lady in the. Uh, oh, in really? The did they sing "This Is Me"? Oh yeah, uh, it was of course they awesome. Did. So. Oh, there you go. So yeah, oh, he saw, he saw our yeah. uh, listener here. Saw we, we had a blast. It was a ton of fun to go out and. Oh, cool. Enjoy so that. I didn't know she was going to be there with him. Yeah, it was a special guest appearance. Apparently, she's got family connections to the state. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I love The Greatest Showman. It's a great movie. And uh, 
there are these cool videos online of so apparently when they were started filming that he had to get some sort of neck or throat surgery oh like okay. before or something he had some sort of illness in his throat and he couldn't sing and so um they uh they were doing like the table read where they have to sell it yes. to the producers mm-hmm. and stuff and he couldn't do it he had like his his uh stand in singing for him oh, okay and he just decided to jump in and make sure that they uh he was singing. So cool videos online. That's cool that you got to enjoy the Hugh Jackman show. It was a ton of fun. My wa- How long was it? It went for th- almost three hours. So Les Mis, Greatest Showman, Beauty and the Beast, all that. He had all kinds of stuff. He I did a bunch of stuff from his Broadway days as well. He w- he's won multiple Tonys, if I'm not mistaken. He did a bunch of stuff. And it was it was a blast. It was a ton of fun. He was very engaging with the audience and whatnot. And he, he got, the guy can perform. Plain That's cool. Well, yeah. very cool. That's I. It's, are they doing it tonight? As no, well? no, no, it's just Thursday, Friday. Tonight, I believe, is actually Ariana Grande. All right. Yeah. Lots of shows coming yep. in. So I like Ariana Grande. Isn't Ariana Grande also a Nazi? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I thought she was. But I like her new album, so that'd be a fun show to go to. That's going to be that's gonna be crazy. So um, we're going to – a lot of stuff planned for you today mm-hmm. on the Saturday show here. We're going to talk about the rest of the NBA and uh, the big news that it just never stops – it does. I, just when we thought it was over, it exploded again yeah. on Friday and or on Thursday th- late night. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we're going to let you hear from some of the voices around the NBA on the Zone Sports Network this week. Also, we've got some technical fouls, a couple doozies. <laughs> we've got a few. We've got one from the soccer world. Yes, we do. We've got one from the world of chess. Mm-hmm. We've got one from the world of back in the studio with Alex, who's going through something that I don't envy. Yeah. And uh, if he wants to talk about it, we will. But it's not that – well, somebody just took some money from him. And he rough. wants some justice. I don't so, but anyway, we've got five minutes of soccer. We've got a lot planned for you today. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk, though, Jake. Let's get right into it. Russell Westbrook headed to the Oklahoma City Thunder as part of this probably the wildest free agency that we will maybe ever see in the NBA. Um, in a couple of years, yeah. when Giannis and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are all free agents, that should be really interesting. But I don't even know if that'll do as much as what's happened. No, the, the, the fireworks this year have yeah. been crazy. Uh, that will be interesting in a couple of years, but next year will certainly be much slower. Oh, yeah, no. But uh, it's the movement in the West and in the entire NBA has been wild. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Eastern Conference doesn't do much for me, but. Yeah. This is the kind of year where maybe another Eastern Conference team will win the NBA title because the West will have stabbed each other to death as they try to get to the finals. And But anyway, yeah. uh, from you know Anthony Davis to the Lakers, Kawhi and Paul George to the Clippers, Mike Conley and Bojan Bogdanovic to the Jazz, yep. you've got everyone else's retooling. The Denver Nuggets decide they're going to stay on Pat because they believe that they have something special. They acquire Jeremy Grant, but, mm-hmm. um, but now – Russell Westbrook and James Harden are reunited in Houston. My initial thought when that happened was, wow. Yes. Because I wasn't expecting it. But also, does that necessarily make the Houston Rockets a better team going forward? Okay, I don't know about making them a better team, but the one thing that Daryl Morey did that I'd never thought anybody would be able to do is offload the Chris Paul contract. Did not see that coming either. Come on, that contract. There's like $120 million left on that $124 million, and it's an albatross around the neck of whatever franchise has that. Oklahoma City is taking on, but it appears they're going to also try and move uh, Chris Paul again here. Mm-hmm. But 
Daryl Morey deserves credit for being able to offload that contract and at least add a younger, more energetic uh, point guard to the mix in Russell Westbrook. I understand Westbrook, he's an inefficient player, and this is a team that is kinds of metrics, mm-hmm. efficiency, three-point shooting in particular. So that makes for a very interesting fit on what they're going to do here. I'm, I'm kind of in the camp of I don't know that Houston is necessarily better, per se, with Russell Westbrook, but at the very minimum, offloading that contract of, of Chris Paul from their books, that's a win for Houston. Yeah, and I mean, we're just saying we don't know if they're better because we want to see how it works out. Well, yeah, exactly. And with Russell Westbrook, how How are you going to deploy two of these fit? guys? Uh, Dan Devine was on with Austin mm-hmm. yesterday from The Ringer. He was saying if Westbrook chooses to, he could really uh, fit in well. Okay. But it's kind of, will he... He is a he's an exciting player. Uh-huh. I respect the fact that he plays hard every single game. You can never tell me that Westbrook took a game off. No, he he goes hard every game. But that's for sure. I, I want to know if it's going to work out. In my mind, I think they played together and they're friends. Maybe they can figure something out. The efficiency, like you mentioned, is interesting to me because he's inefficient, but Harden seemingly is pretty efficient. Yeah. So how does that well, kind of get to work and out? And the interesting part is both of these these two players we're talking about, Harden and Westbrook, they are the top two usage mm-hmm. rate players in the NBA. There's only one ball in a game, unless they're going to change the rules, but they ain't doing that. There's only one guy on this team, though, who's going to have to get used to the ball less, and that's James Harden. Because the other guys on that team, they know they're just waiting around for the ball to get to them. That's true. But so the the style of play, I don't think, is necessarily going to change that much. But I think D'Antoni – uh, it's. I think he's a pretty good coach. Well, Dan Tony's also in a weird place because he doesn't have. He doesn't have that yeah. new contract. He's entering the final year of his current deal. Could he be a lame duck coach who is just saying, "You th- expect me to integrate these two guys who use the ball the most of the possessions over the last three or four years?" And what do you want me to do with this? Like, it, Houston, but he is a guy that's proven that yes. he can evolve and he can he, he adapt. He knows how to adapt and change because yes. he did it with James Harden. Yes, he did. He did it with him. Then he did it with James Harden and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. He figured out how to make that work best for what they can put out there on the court. Yeah, and that's step back threes, and that's <laughs> the quote home run assist, which dribble, I think dribble, is dribble, 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 dribble. I think the home, three. I think the home run assist is such like a. I don't know people hate it, but it's like. It, it doesn't work. Yeah, if it works, it works. It works, it works. Yeah, absolutely. So you look at it and you wonder, okay, is Houston – it can go one of two ways with Houston. It can go down in a spectacular flaming mess if everything <laughs> goes wrong. The likelihood might be that. It, it, there's a big possibility of that. But there's also – you're talking about two of the more uh, – I don't know how to describe it. Two of the more exciting stars in this yes. league and putting them on the court together – that could lead to some exciting fireworks for Houston as well. I also, but I wouldn't be surprised if it worked, right? Yeah, in a way. Because yes. you've got superstars, two of them. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are guys who can score buckets. They put mm-hmm. up stats. And if you put them on the court together, in theory, you have two of the alpha dog personalities, alpha dog players in this league. So that should lead to success. But can they coexist together is my big question yeah. here. Yeah, and I think. That'll be the fun part of watching this NBA season. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned Daryl Morey, though. I, I kind of respect his style of, hey, it didn't work. Let's try something new. Because he said that all they're trying to do is be get past the Warriors. And yeah. now there's a chance for everybody to get past the Warriors. And you know what is interesting? Mm-hmm. I heard, uh, I think, it's, is it Matt Thomas, the voice of the Rockets? Yeah, play-by-play voice He was of the on with Hanson Scotty, yeah. and he was talking about how they haven't had a first-round pick since Sam Decker. They don't care about picks. They just ship guys off at all times. So it's kind of an interesting – it kind of goes against um, the 
I don't guess you could say the normal okay. the, of the NBA, which is building assets, getting picks together, yes. trying to build through the team. The Rockets, they don't, they're not, that's not their style. Their style is um, trade assets and try to bring in established players. Well, Houston exists in a sphere of the NBA where they can do this type of stuff. They're, yes. like, they're like the Lakers. They're like the Knicks in theory. Knicks should be able to do this. Uh, Boston does this. They, yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't, from an asset standpoint, like you're talking about, they don't have to go out and collect picks and build up that way like the Utah Jazz have done. We saw Oklahoma City build what they had through the draft, right. and they're going to have to redo that once again here. But a team like Houston, they just go out there and like, we're Houston. We don't care about these assets. We're just going to go acquire people. And you're right. They, 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 it's very interesting. Sam Decker, that's crazy to think that's yeah. the last time they had a first-round pick. Yeah. But you're right. They they are just existing in a sphere where Daryl Morey, he's wheeling and dealing. They've got one guy that they're building around. Yes, and they're just putting pieces yeah. around him and hoping it pays off in the end. And we'll see. They've they've got the pieces there to do it. You look mm-hmm. on paper and you're like, okay, yeah, I see it. But you have a coach entering the final year of his deal. Does he become lame duck status? Can you have these two alpha dogs? I just mentioned they're alpha dog personalities and alpha dog players. Can they coexist and mesh their two respective games together? Because one, I think his career high for shooting from three is 33%. Speaking of Russell Westbrook. And he this shoots is, a lot of them. And this is a team that is either you shoot the three or you go to the rim. You don't take the mid-range. I know yeah. Chris Paul did the mid-range thing, but their their whole MO is three or rim. They go. They, there's no in-between with them. Russell Westbrook, is he going to be the guy that's driving the lane and kicking it out to a spot-up three-point shooter in James Harden? I don't see that, but you never know. Yeah, I almost feel like they're going to do the take-your-turns kind of plays. <laughs> like, all right, Russ, you take the ball this time. All it's right, true. James, you play, you take the ball this time. You may have to do that because I just don't see how these two guys, one's going to be like, no, you go ahead. That's just not them. Now, I can't imagine a world where if Russell Westbrook has some sort of efficiency – where he's coming off a Clint Capella pick and roll as Capella's driving to the, you know, diving to the basket. Yeah. Westbrook, who's ex- more explosive than maybe anyone in the NBA, going the other way. James Harden's cutting to a corner three left wide open by himself, a guy who hits a million threes. Mm-hmm. In some sort of me thinks that, oh, that might actually work when you've got Aaron Gordon and P.J. Tucker. It might work, yeah. but you like, I think you bring up the biggest point is can these two guys coexist with each other? Well, if they can figure it out, yeah. I think it could be a pretty potent offensive team with, I mean, you know, Westbrook's not a complete, you know, complete afterthought on defense. Mm-hmm. Harden's trying a little bit more. Chris Paul is too old to beat anybody up the dribble, which was part of why they're why they struggled year. last yeah. year. But we have seen it work where you had two ball dominant guys mm-hmm. two years ago with Chris Paul and James Harden, where everyone thought Chris Paul, there's no way he can fit into this system. He's a point guard; he has to have the ball in his hands every single time. That well, they true. made it work, and they staggered, as Dan Tony liked to say, they staggered Hall of Fame point guards on the court at the same time, and they're going to have that same thing again. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are both going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. They're on the Hall of Fame track, absolutely. And so they're going to to have kind of the same thing again. Now can Westbrook be efficient? If he can bring any sort of efficiency back to his game, which last year he did not have, if he can do it again, they might be pretty good. Yeah. Now where do they fit into the West? 
I don't know. Well, that's, Does this change anything? That's why I wanted to bring up, Adrian. So we've been kind of focused here on Houston, what they did. Of course, they were the big story this week in, in free agency. It's been like week by week. We had the first week. The Utah Jazz made their moves, and they were the darling of yep. the NBA for a week. Then Kawhi Leonard and Paul George go to, go to the Clippers. They're the darling of the NBA for a week. Now Houston makes this blockbuster deal to get Russell Westbrook, and they're the darling. But macro-wise, looking back at the NBA as a whole in the Western Conference, I think the NBA has just undergone a complete renovation, a facelift, because we're talking about stars in new places. There's a whole new identity with this NBA. And this coming season, it's going to be very interesting. The, I think this regular season for this upcoming NBA season in particular, because a lot of people talk about the fact that the, the TV numbers for the regular season in the NBA don't yield great numbers in terms of viewers. This coming year, though, I think you could see an uptick in that because of the new players. You got mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with the New York, with the New York Nets, Brooklyn Nets, excuse me. You have Russell Westbrook, James Harden in Houston. Uh, Chris Paul, for the time, is in Oklahoma City. You have Golden State, who saw Steph, but Klay Thompson is injured. You have the Clippers sitting now with uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Utah Jazz have Mike Conley. Yeah. The whole look of the NBA has just been. Up, it's been upheaval. It's completely turned over now, and now we're really going to find out. Okay, who remade themselves and is a better version of this team, and who is maybe more of that facade where it, they're not necessarily yep. as good. Houston, they're a team that I could see either way. I think the Utah Jazz can be much better than what they have been. They've been a pr- pretty good team, but mm-hmm. I think they've made a step forward. I think the Clippers have made a massive step forward. The Lakers, I'm a little suspect on still because if. LeBron James is your point guard. I'm still a little surprised that he is going to sign up to have that have the ball in his hands so much for, in theory, seventy plus games mm-hmm. a season this coming season. The whole NBA as a whole, the Western Conference in particular, it's a whole new look. Yeah, I guess though, if you talk about a LeBron Anthony Davis pick and roll, that's nasty. It, Yes, well, that could be six, six nine and an almost seven footer running a pick and roll together. Good luck defending that with your six foot four guard and a right. six eleven center. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You're but, totally right, though. There's just all these new, the the TV scheduling is going to be a bear. Yes, because somebody is going to be unhappy that they didn't get enough primetime games. Well, that's the thing. Uh, Adam Silver, remember his comments yeah. earlier this offseason? That he wants to make everything earlier. They want to push it earlier. Yeah. So they want to do like a five o'clock. So this would be Mountain Time. Be five o'clock Mountain Time. I would five o'clock and seven thirty. I think they're going to have to do that because guess what? The Western Conference, everybody who wants to watch the NBA, all the guys are over here. I would kiss his shoes if, <laughs> I know he, you. Ma- if he made that hey, a possibility. I'm with you. I do early morning sports radio, Adrian. That's what I do during the week. I am I am doing early morning. So 8.30 games for me, I usually catch the first half most of the time, and then I'm yeah. off to bed. But it's going to be interesting, because, but I don't believe we're going to still be seeing Knicks and Bulls 8.30 you know, no. on these primetime games. We're, no. they, they cannot do that this year. You've got Zion. You got to get New Orleans on television. Yep. You got got to get the Lakers, the Clippers. I forgot about New Orleans. Zion Williams. They're not. Even, they might not even be that good, but the, he. They, they want him to be a face. Drew Holiday, Derek Favors. They're going to be okay. Team, yeah, I they're going to be good. Yeah, but I guess right. good is the way. I They've got to get him on TV. Yeah. They've got to get all these. But you, traditionally, you're right. These Eastern Conference teams that don't appear to have much this coming season, are they going to be? 
pushed to the side and say, guess what, guys? Sorry about it, but there's all these other teams that need to be in prime time because we got to get the stars on TV. And I wonder how teams like the Knicks would respond to something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the Nets will probably get some prime time games the Nets just will, because Kyrie. Kyrie, they're gonna be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and some Boston reason, will get plenty too. And but the I'm, Bucks obviously oh, yes. with Giannis. Yes, but, but I, I'm with you. It's they're gonna have to figure out what teams to put. Hey, because you can't put a. I mean, you're not. You're gonna have a hard time doing the back to back with. Two Western well, yeah, matchups. You, if you did the Western matchups, you'd have to go back to the six and eight thirty. Have a right. team like Utah Jazz or Denver Nuggets in that six o'clock slot here along here in the Mountain Time. Or zone. it'll be when the Western teams on the East Coast. That's exactly. their prime time. Games. LeBron is playing in New York. Yes. LeBron's playing in Boston. LeBron's yes. playing where? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Clippers. It, Kawhi returns to Toronto. That kind of thing. They're playing even if they're playing like in Charlotte. It's but just the stars on that court. Don't you feel like it's gonna be a Western heavy eight thirty tip time season? That kind of season. Yeah, and I do wonder, so bringing here locally here to the Utah Jazz, with all of the star That's power rechanging it, mm-hmm. I wonder how much attention Utah does get. And it worries me a little bit because you have the Lakers who look like they have two bona fide superstars. You have the Clippers. It doesn't look like it. They do. Yeah, okay, they do. <laughs> right, my bad. The, just two bona fide stars on both yep. of those teams. You have yep. the Denver Nuggets who are drawing eyeballs because what they do. Houston's going to draw eyeballs with two stars in their own right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Golden Utah, State's going to be people are still going to want to watch exactly. them to so see. I wonder how much attention Utah is going to draw this year in terms of the national TV coverage. I'm hopeful that they get plenty, but there's still part of me that thinks, okay, there's still going to be a little bit less for Utah this year just because of some of the other moves on the periphery in the NBA. Yeah, we'll know, too, if they get a Christmas game again. I think they will. It wouldn't surprrise me if they were playing that late game like they did last year, the mm-hmm. 30, that last game of the night. Utah's hosting whoever. Uh, did they host last year or yeah, was it Portland. in Portland? So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah was on the road. I don't on care. Christmas, Play on Christmas. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm okay with it. I, I, I thought it was fun. Oh, it's way cool. I, I, I know you have to work on the games a lot more than I do. And I don't have a life. I'm good. <laughs> well, it's just it, it's a perception thing. It's because these are the ten best teams mm-hmm. in the NBA's eyes that are playing on the day that the most eyeballs are on the NBA in the early part of the season. So I th- I'm hopeful that the Jazz get that opportunity, and we'll see. But I think it will speak to how well-respected they are or how much the NBA and their TV partners value the Jazz right. in their eyes if they do get that Christmas. Yeah, game. it'll be the – the good team or the star team? Yeah, in a way. Right? Yeah, because I think the Jazz are going to be just as good as any of these teams. Hey. And they have, like, I mean, they've got Donovan Mitchell, who's a he's a rising star in the NBA. But I, you know what, I would you like, and I can agree, he's not a yeah. superstar yet, but he could become that. Christmas night, I wouldn't mind seeing an eight thirty tip off between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, making the Rocky Mountain rivalry play. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun game. But I like the Portland one too. Portland's it's cool. kind of an interesting matchup. Well, and Portland's so. kind of a forgotten team because yep. all these other moves. Portland's sitting up there like, hey, um, yeah, well, worked they, here too. Damian Lillard. They you went know? out and got Hassan Whiteside, so no thanks. We'll see with that. That's an interesting move in its own right. Like Hassan Whiteside. I remember a couple of years ago, Miami fans were like, he's better than Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I think it's borne out that Rudy Gobert. Just a little bit better than Hassan Whiteside, but that's just me. Yeah, all I need to know about that guy is he left a $50,000 assault rifle in his back seat <laughs> in an unlocked car, and it got stolen, and he was shocked. Yeah, that's, so. yeah. Well, but anyway, uh, so the West going to be wild. We'll get into um, maybe where, if this changes our opinion on where the Jazz may end up yeah. or where any if this shakes anything out. And the Jazz's final uh, 
uh, summer league game is going on during our show today, so we'll keep you updated on that as well. As well it and uh, also we've got some jazz roster news that we'll uh-huh. get into on the other side of the break. Uh, we are here at Stockton 12 Honda, so make sure you come down and see us. We've got a few hats and shirts left. 10860 South Auto Mall Drive, really easy to find. And, of course, Civic $5 a day, Accord $6 a day. Uh, you get two Hondas for $12 a day. They also really want some, deal. They want to get some pre-owned cars out on their lot. So if you have a car you're looking at trading in, mm-hmm. uh, they can appraise your car in under 30 minutes. So uh, and and if you like, you know, if you're the Amazon style shopper, you want to get mm-hmm. online, you can buy any car at stockton12honda.com, so get over there as well. Uh, coming up on the other side is the thick and the thin of it here on the Saturday show. Uh-huh. I say he's so sweet. Come on, a little rapper. So I live in the Welcome back to the Saturday show. I'm Jay Catch. He is Adrian Lizer. We are live on location today at Stockton 12 Honda down here in the Utah Auto Mall. 10860 South State. You can't miss it. Bright blue Honda building. Come on by, check it out. We got a lot of swag to give away. If you want to pick up some jazz swag, show off your jazz fan, and we'd love to have you guys come down and say hi. Thanks again for joining us. This is the thick and the thin of it. We'll get to some of the other headlines uh, going on in sports. I think, Adrian, let's start off with the Utah Jazz here. Report coming from Eurohoops.net. They're one of the foremost authorities when it comes to players playing in Europe saying that former Utah Jazz second-round draft pick Nigel Williams-Goss, who played at Gonzaga collegiately, a lot of, I think, BYU fans are familiar with that name, uh, Jazz fans in particular, well, he is going to come back to the Utah Jazz, has apparently signed a three-year deal to rejoin the Utah Jazz. He's been one of the better players overseas in the last couple of years, and I think this is a good, savvy move to help round out this roster, because it looks like the Jazz had a few ro- open roster slots, and the free agent pool was definitely drying up in the NBA as it stands right now. So bringing home a guy that you drafted, you spent some time developing, he's also been playing well overseas, I think this is a low-risk, potential high-reward move for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm a former pick, you know, he was good in college, didn't quite, wasn't able to st- stick it out in the, you know, in the G League and had to go overseas. So yeah. uh, I'm interested to see what kind of player he's become. I, I, I'm i with you. It's low risk because he's not a guy who's going to come in and ruin you if he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, turn into anything. Well, he comes in as a guy who can help back up Mike Conley alongside Dante Exum at that point guard spot. Uh, he's been one of those guys. He's averaged, I think, 15 points a game overseas playing in Europe, which I think most people recognize that the Euro, Euro League in particular, it's the best league for basketball outside of the NBA. So he's succeeding at a high level. He's been playing for Olympiacos over there in Europe. And I think this is a big opportunity for him personally mm-hmm. to come back to the NBA and show what he can do. He's got decent size for a point guard. He's six foot three, so he's got the size there. It, the guy like Justin Wright Foreman, he's always going to battle that height thing because Foreman, I think, is listed at six foot. And yeah, I think this move kind of shows where they think Justin Wright Foreman might be playing during this NBA. Yeah, season. he probably ends up on the on the yeah. Salt Lake City Stars, and it's a developmental move. But I think Nigel Williams Goss, he comes in here and. He has an opportunity now to prove what he can do. And if we've talked, you and I have both talked about this. If Dante Exum can't prove that he can stay healthy, Nigel Williams Goss has got to be looking at this saying, I could find myself with bona fide NBA backup minutes potentially. Well, and not only does Dante have to prove that he can stay healthy, he can prove that he can contribute, s- yeah. contribute and be yeah. on the court. He's averaged three, four, what is it, four point something points his NBA career. Something I know he's like been that. hurt a lot, but yep. um, he's got to prove that he can show it on the court. And 
this is they bring in this guy to compete with Exum and probably Moutier and some of these backup guard spots. And, uh, you know, uh, Andy Larson on Twitter, he said uh, he mentioned that he was the Serbian Cup MVP for Partizan when he was playing there. Okay. And I uh, played a lot, like you mentioned, for Olympiacos. So, the only know. thing I know about Partizan is it's in Belgrade, and their fans are insane. Like, we're talking, like, the flares indoors type of insane. Sweet. Yeah. So, he's, so he's I'm sure pretty, he's happy to get in back. In a pretty raucous environment. He's not going to rattle him, apparently. No. So, I, I, I'm with you. I think, he's, I think he's more in play for maybe that third guard spot. You know, maybe yeah. he can come in and... If he can beat out Exum and if he can beat out Moutier, then he proved that overseas. He really improved his game, which a lot of guys, you know, Royce O'Neal did the same thing. He's a guy who played overseas yeah. and had to uh, refine his game a little bit. So um, get him into the Quinn Snyder development. They've said, oh, we drafted you and we liked you back then. You've mm-hmm. made some growth. We're going to bring you over. Three-year deal. Pretty good here's for an, him. Here's an important stat from this. So we, during the Euro League, because the so the Serbian League, he's playing in the, the domestic league there in Serbia, but they also play the Euro League is a is a continental wide deal. Right. Uh, and so in the in the Euro League, he averaged nine point two points and four point two assists, along with two rebounds during the twenty eighteen nineteen Euro League. More importantly, he shot forty percent from three in that Euro League action. Like I said, that's the top league outside of the NBA in the world. That's a good number to be shooting. In Serbian action, he shot forty six percent. That's so if, pretty good. If he's shooting forty percent from three, and we'll see if that how much that translates over to the NBA three because the the European three is the international distance, which college basketball is moving to this year. It's twenty two feet. Yay! It's it's a foot shorter still than the NBA does. But if he can shoot at a decent clip here, we're talking if he gets anywhere near that forty percent number. He'll find himself on the court for the Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah, 40% is... 40%. 40%. Yes. 40%. <laughs> so you take that. Also in Jazz news, as uh, we mentioned before, and our friend Gary on Twitter mentions, the Jazz are taking on uh, the Charlotte Hornets in their final Summer League game. Anything out of Summer League that has really caught your eye, Jake? Anybody who you think is going to give a chance to make this roster? So... Uh, David James, I produced DJ and PK in the morning. He mentioned this yesterday that Tony Bradley, we've been waiting for him to get to the level where he is dominating G League competition and dominating in Summer League. It happened this year, and I think that's a good sign for him. I think it shows that he is now worthy of a roster slot, NBA minutes on an NBA roster. And I think that's a good sign in terms of the development the Jazz have put in because it's his third year. They put a lot of development into a very young player. He was 18 years old when he came out to the NBA draft from North Carolina. It's nice to see his development paying off, so I like that development there. I think a guy like Willie Reed could end up signing with the Utah Jazz as another big man to help uh, back up. Guys like Rudy Gobert, Jeff Green, etc., also Ed Davis. I think that's a nice development. And then also, I think Jarrell Brantley, at the very minimum, I think he's proven that he has the moxie and the wherewithal to play at the NBA level. We'll see if his uh, game translates when it's with... NBA regular players, mm-hmm. but he's got the body for sure to, to participate. Yeah, he's six seven two fifty. Holy smokes! Uh, Tony Bradley has gotten better over the summer league, and he has impressed. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I wouldn't see him. He might still play a lot for the Stars this year, but those moves to get him minutes on the court. I but I, I don't know. I think he'll spend a lot more time with the Jazz this year. Than yes. He has. Yeah, I think he's going to have a hard time getting on the court if the Jazz are in a tight game or anything, obviously. I think the, the breakdown is Rudy, Ed Davis, then whoever their next big is, which would be Tony Bradley probably. Yeah, but we're talking about Tony Bradley, Nigel Williams-Goss. Mm-hmm. They're the third-string guys at their respective yep. positions for the Jazz, so they will spend plenty of time playing with the Stars. There's no doubt about that. But the nice part is 
you look at these guys and they've developed to a point that like if they're called upon in an emergency situation, mm-hmm. a guy gets injured, you need need minutes from these guys, they have proven that their development is coming along to where you'd be comfortable in short amounts of time letting them get on the court with you. It's yeah. not like you're throwing them out on the court, covering your eyes and saying, I hope this goes well. I think they've proven that they, they've developed to a point where, yeah, if you need them as a third-string emergency backup, they're – who can contribute in short doses and small doses, mm. at least in my opinion. Yeah, maybe not. Just try not to sink the ship while they're out there. <laughs> yes. And if I, they need a couple of minutes. Well, and that's the thing. Last year, remember, we, during the season, there were multiple stretches where all three point guards on the Utah Jazz roster were injured. Remember, mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio would get injured. Uh, Howell Neto would come in and have a good game, and the next three games he's out. Dante Exum, of course, had another big injury that knocked him out for the majority of the year. So, a guy like Nigel Williams-Goss, he's got to be looking at it and saying, okay, if these guys can't stay healthy, I might have my opportunity to show what I can do with a bona fide NBA contender. But that's that's a nice guy to have as your third point guard in my mind. I think he's a, he's a guy yeah. that's oh, yeah. familiar with what the Jazz are doing. He was drafted here. He, he knows he's valued here at some level. And if he's called upon, he's ready to step in and, and contribute. Yeah, I think there's just going to be a – I like it. I like the move because there's going to be a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. For that spot, yes, and I think um, I, I would like I want to see Dante pushed by somebody. Yeah, who they well, bring in a couple guys, yeah, and see if he can rise above that because the Jazz gave him a contract. They didn't trade him. They obviously mm-hmm. believe in the guy, but he hasn't proved it yet. Moutier hasn't proved it really in the NBA world. He averaged 14 a game last year, but that's for the Knicks. So who knows really what it was? Yeah. You know, somebody has to score points eventually oh, yeah. in an NBA game. So, Moutier what, hasn't proved it. Yeah. Nigel Williams-Goss is coming back from overseas. He hasn't proved it at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like this move because it makes these three guys really have to compete against each other for a second and third backup role. Mm-hmm. There's three guys looking for two spots, essentially, right? Yeah, in theory, yeah. And if, if we're talking about Royce being the backup two, three, kind of that mm-hmm. spot, you know, Exum could be a backup two. A lot of people like him in space instead of being on the ball. So, But you're looking at three guards competing for that second and third level. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I like it because it, it breeds competition, and competition is always good. Yeah, let them go out and prove what they can do. And that's and that's the name of the game. We You see, hear that from coaches all the time. The best players will play. I think Quinn Snyder has proven if you, if you are capable. Both sides. If you can't play defense, you're sitting on the bench. Yeah, exactly. He's going to yep. make sure that you can contribute on, like I said, both ends of the court. If you can do that, though, he will put you out there. And that's, yep. that's the nice part about it. Uh, some other news across the world of sports. Uh, something very cool happened in Los Angeles last night as the, uh, the Angels mm-hmm. had kind of a uh, – had a Tyler Skaggs. Uh, it was his birthday. It was his birthday. Uh, there's a just a really cool like this is it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen the highlights and mm-hmm. stuff. But you know Mike Trout hits a bomb on the first pitch he sees. They combine for a no hitter against uh, was it the Mariners. Yeah, my Mariners um, were at the mercy of what happened last night. But it's the first Skaggs mom threw the first pitch yeah. and threw an amazing first pitch. Like just a cool, mm-hmm. cool moment in sports as coming out of such a tra- uh, tragedy as Skaggs passed away. Yeah, Taylor Cole came in and pitched the first two innings for the Angels, and then I forget the other guy's name came in and pitched the final seven innings. It's the 13th combined no-hitter in MLB history, and uh, it's the 11th no-hitter in, in Angels history, and it is cool. I, I freely admit that. I know it came at the and expense of the They were wearing the 45 for. jerseys, and they laid them out on yeah. the mound. I, it was just, you know, it was a cool way to see the fans and the team kind of come together 
on a day like that. Yeah, it was kind of it was a whole tragic situation. He's found dead in his hotel room on a mm-hmm. road trip in Texas, and it had uh, shades of what happened a, a decade ago with the other Angels pitcher, um, forgetting his name now, that passed away in a car, Nick Aidenhart mm-hmm. in the in the car accident, and I. Man, it, it was a touching moment all the way around. And, yes, I, it came at the expense of, a, of the team that I root for in the Mariners, but I can put that aside myself. That's just me. I, can, I put it aside. and like, this is a re- really cool moment because, yeah, he had his mom out there throwing the first pitch. The team's all wearing his number 45 jersey. They go on to absolutely crush the Mariners, put a no-hitter on the board. I think it was a really cool uh, memorial for the life and times of Tyler Skaggs. Yeah, definitely. And, uh uh, I'm glad it was at home. Too, oh yeah, exactly. As well. And they've been waiting to do it. And mm-hmm. then it came, hey, it's his birthday. Okay, this works out timing wise. Let's let's do this. It was a cool night, man. Yep, definitely. All right, uh, coming up on the other side, we're going to get into technical fouls, and then we're going to uh, let you hear some of the voices that were on the Zone Sports Network in the two o'clock hour. So we've got a lot planned for you. Come down and see us. We're at Stockton Twelve Honda. We've got shirts for the Jazz. We've got Jazz. Uh, desk ornaments we've got a couple hats left so make sure you come down check that out also check out all the hondas here at stockton 12 honda we'll tell you about what they what deals they have going on coming up on the other side it's technical fouls here on the zone sports network if you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet that's a technical foul if you switch the radio to some modern music show that's a technical foul if you touch the thermostat you'll get hit with a bat because that's a technical foul you will feel my wrath that's a technical foul personal foul 69 office he was giving them the business a technical foul Welcome back, Technical Files here on the Zone Sports Network, where we pass out, we throw yellow flags at you, <laughs> and say bad job. We get, you tee you up. We do tee you. Up. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. We do from all over the world. Yes. Um, I could go with Grayson Allen getting back-to-back flagrant fouls and getting tossed out of a game. Okay. But- and that's the thing about it. It's like, okay, so you were on your best behavior here in Utah. You go to Memphis and decide, you know what? The Grayson Allen from Duke's coming right back. Well, it kind of was. Remember, it was kind of out there in the summer. I know. It was. It, was, too, it so. was. But it's just not a good look. No, it's a bad look. Yeah. But let's start with you. Okay. A new poll has come out. And uh, as we know, polls are fun. <laughs> Thank you, Jake Scott. Uh, but a lot of people, there's been a lot made over the last few years about the Utah Jazz and Salt Lake City in general. There was a whole hashtag nightlife deal when they face off against the Golden State Warriors a couple years back in the playoffs. And uh, There's a lot of people that have pointed to Utah as being an outpost or a backwater when it comes to the NBA. Well, I think a lot of the moves this, this offseason for the Jazz kind of put that theory to rest in terms of the NBA, but apparently in Major League Soccer it might still be an issue. Uh, Major League Soccer, so ESPN does, they call it MLS Confidential each year, where they send out a survey to, I think they said this year, 120 players across all 24 franchises in Major League Soccer. It's confidential. They're able to sound off on various issues about the sport. Well, one of the questions is asked, which game do you dread the most and why? And the responses were the most actually was New England with 23%. Nobody wants to go to New England apparently and play. But Real Salt Lake came in fourth in that with 7%. And they have some quotes underneath each one of these that have various comments from players. Well, one about Utah here caught my eye when I was reading it. It says, quote, RSL slash Utah because it wouldn't be a place I'd like to live. A friend living out there said it's boring unless you are really into the outdoors, unquote. (laughs) 
Well, A, I would say then don't come here because I don't want it to get crowded. So please, please stay continue away. continue to think yes. that it's not fun to live here. Absolutely. And, but it, it, it kind of screamed to me. I'm like, oh, so maybe this exists in other pro sports. Yes, it does. <laughs> Sounds like it does. And, you know. Well, here's the thing. The friend living out there, is this somebody on Real Salt Lake or right. is somebody living here in the Salt Lake Valley? Right. Like, I, I don't know. But here's the thing. There's plenty to do in the outdoors. There's a lot of other stuff you can do here, too. There's plenty to do. So I, technical foul on this player it's a confidence i in fact know. enjoyed the hashtag nightlife last night i was oh, downtown and had a go. good time i was downtown uh, last night too i went to a concert with hugh jackman he's been doing a world tour and he came to salt lake city for two nights and ariana grande's here tonight and I, then i think sean mendez next week there's and, stuff to do and yes. of course people they just i mean it's, it's a perception thing. the perception is the only reality of the perception is mm-hmm. sure if you want to con- if you want to compare it to Los Angeles or New York, then yes, it doesn't there's compare. Le- yeah, there's less to do, and yeah. I think I'm I for one am certainly okay with that <laughs> because I don't want to spend four hours getting to one place. I would like to get from my house in Murray to downtown in 15 it's minutes. It's fantastic, yeah. So and but so whatever to this MLS player, I say, pshaw to you, <laughs> pshaw. Um, I've got one on. Uh, let's see, Igor Igor's Rousis. Okay. He is a international chess player. It's part of the. Is he a grandmaster? Um, it won't be okay for very long because uh, he went to the bathroom and after he got out, like, like mid like mid match, yes, okay, and because uh, I think they're allowed to take bathroom breaks, yeah. and uh, he was caught using his phone in the bathroom to cheat on his match. Uh oh, that's a technical foul. Yes, big it time. is. You cannot cheat in chess. They're big into that. Well, yeah, exactly, because there's, there's, there's strategy that each guy is coming into these matches with, and you go to the bathroom, whip out your phone, and be like, okay, he's been doing this, <laughs> doing this, this, move. this, <laughs> and you're getting, you're, you're getting the counter move set up in your mind for mm-hmm. what's going to come. Chess is a crazy game because it's a game that requires you to be two and I, three moves ahead, which I can't do personally. No, can't. Like, I'm not very good at chess. It's fun to play, but I'm not good at it. I, I always find it fascinating – this is just in general, yeah. like artists, I can't ever imagine having in my mind like that, like to write a song or to paint a painting or a chess player who's thinking like a chess master is like mm-hmm. thinking so many moves ahead or any of these You've people. Got, but yeah, I do know you can't cheat. Wow. Wow. This is a every time. It's a regular kind of occurrence over here. It is. So anyways, uh, let's go. We've got one more for you. And that's uh, it's close to our hearts. <laughs> it goes with it goes. Back to studio with our friend Alex. Identity theft is a... not a joke, Jim. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well uh, on Twitter, I noticed this on Twitter last night, Alex. So uh, what's going on? So there's been a, a, a certain individual who uh, for the past few months has kind of been pestering me with uh, signing up under credit cards under my name. Oh and, oh, you know, all of that kind of that that kind of fun stuff. And so. You know, I've been continually just battling this this idiot, and he's uh he's not very good at it. I'll just I'll, <laughs> I'll say that he's for being a, a an identity thief, okay. he he does a very poor job. All right, and it looks like he he took he's tried to steal three hundred dollars from you too. Yeah, he uh he got access to my bank account and oh left gosh. uh left people a, make me sick. Left his uh and in order to do so, he had to use his name and his utah id like number his license number and left himself a nice big ink fingerprint so like i said this guy's not very good at what he does uh well so i mean 
you know, it's going to be got a picture up. of him up on your Twitter. Yeah, I've got a picture so, of his uh, face. I've got his fingerprint. The police all have all of this now as well. So, it, you know, it's going to be quickly resolved. It's just a minor annoyance at this point. No, yeah, yeah. That's It's not even that minor. minor. One time I had, you know, I had someone get my credit card number. It's been $9,000. And my bank called me. I was like, hey, were you at the Lululemon store in, <laughs> in, in Sydney, Australia? Sydney, Australia? Wow. I was like. I can barely spell Sydney, Australia, let alone go there. But the yes, I was time. there. So I, yeah. Yes, yeah, I was there yesterday. I was in. You see my credit card statement where I was at the Murray gas station, and now I was at I was Nieder, at, I was I was at, at Murray <laughs> yesterday. I made the long flight overnight to Sydney you just know? to buy some sweatpants. Yeah. And buy a stand-up paddleboard, but that got all resolved. It's just really annoying. Uh, so, Alex, my condolences go out to you. I've only had minor issues with stuff like this. I can only imagine the headache it causes. You said it, it's still kind of it's an annoyance <laughs> at this point because it's going to be resolved relatively quickly, but it's still just it, it's 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 unfair. It's mean. It's just it's unacceptable. So, my condolences go out. to Identity you on that. theft is not a joke. I love that. It's, yes. That's a great pull on the drop. Uh, yeah. All right, we're down here at. Uh, Stock to 12 Honda. Come by and see us. 10860. Yeah, South. by the way, Clint just said, quit trying to steal Hondas, you deviants, on Twitter. So yeah, we're, we're carrying around this, uh, <laughs> our equipment, so that you don't notice that. Yeah, we're, we're just roving around. Cars. Uh, come down. It's in the Auto Mall. Really easy to find. You get off that 106 South exit mm-hmm. and uh, head east. Take a ride on the Auto Mall Drive. Really easy to find. Uh, you can get two Hondas a day for 12 bucks a day, an HRV for $6 a day and the Accord for $6 a day as well. We've got this sweet red Civic right in front of us. Um, there was a Honda Pilot here last time we were here. Someone bought it and apparently drove it right out of this room. So you can be one of those lucky people. And uh, that one's got a big red bow on it. Well, there's a blue bow down there. Yeah, they've got it all set up for the 4th of July this month. The fun part about the state of Utah, we have two 4th of Julys in, in, in all real, reality. Right, but fireworks are illegal right now. Stop lighting them off outside my window. Oh, you told me to light them off last night? That's unfortunate. I, I'd be very annoyed with Murray that. Murray is like, it's it's an interesting place to live. I will just say that. <laughs> okay, I believe it. Speaking of but come on case by. files in Murray, as Alex does. Yeah, co- come on by and check it out. We'd love to see you guys. We've got plenty of jazz swag still sitting mm-hmm. here on the table. Love to come for you guys come grab it and take it out of here with you. Yep, come down. You can get your car service. Jake did mm-hmm. that last time we were here at the Parts and Service Center. That's great. Uh, they've got snacks, coffee, they've got everything for you if you want to come in. They've got a TV in there, usually has some sort of uh, game on. So you come watch, hang out, really comfortable in here, and uh, come check out the cars. And if you uh, want to get outside, it's you know a little overcast, and it feels nice out there. There's a little breeze, so you can go check out all the certified pre-owned cars and uh, come down and say hi to us, grab a shirt as well. Yeah. Coming up on the other side, we are going to hear from. Who are we hearing from? I completely forgot. I thought you decided on that. Okay, we're I gonna, threw that to you. That was wow, I got it that now. Was terrible that was great, radio. Great radio. No, I know. I remember now. I just, I completely spaced her for a second there. I was like, Technical who are we foul going on to? Us. Technical foul on me in particular. We're actually going to hear uh, from Brian T. Smith, former Salt Lake Tribune writer, covered the Utah Jazz here. Now is the sports columnist for the Houston Chronicle. Has some great thoughts on the move of getting Russell Westbrook to Houston. How he thinks it'll affect Houston. We also had some great thoughts on the Jazz in the West in general. All right, we'll get to that next here on the Saturday show on the Zone. Sports Network.